welcome back to Anime Savants, everyone. Uh, this is episode 24. And of course, we are going to start again with the social media. So if you are not following us already, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Anime Savants, Twitter at Anime underscore Savants, and check out our YouTube for our Ghost Stories rewatch, or not rewatch, our Ghost Stories watch. And we're watching the dub. So you already know what that means. You know what that means. Let's get into news. Um, mine is pretty straightforward this week. I mean, Demon Slayer is everywhere still. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, I, I, is it, is it eclipsing Attack on Titan at this point? It's like, made a it, lot of money. <laughs> That's yeah. Like, I didn't know that it was this, f- I knew it was big there, but like, it's, it's not going, like, it, it ended and it's still dominating. Yeah, it's and the volume crazy. sales are, are very high as well, which may be due to the movie, but I have a feeling it's just... A lot of residual interest in the franchise. Yeah, and I mean, like, what happens when season two gets announced? Like, that's going to be fucking bonkers. Um, Other than that, I also... Oh, they so they announced the Code Geass release of, the, of a new season of Code Geass, which is going to follow after the events of the movie, which is absolutely preferable. I am A-OK with that. The movie was... Not amazing, but not bad either. So, you know, more Gios. If we're going to get more like mind games on the same level that like with Lelouch and Mecha and, you know, super out, well, not outrageous characters, but like clearly defined characters that are all just like mixed up in a political drama. I'm I'm here for it. Also, Fate Grand Order. So the Fate Grand Order, just like anything that has to do with Fate is going to be amazing. But they announced the second film for the Camelot thing. And it's just really nice to see a gotcha game. <laughs> adaptation do well does that does it take place after the last season or somehow in between no so uh, basically what they they did it out of order so babylon is supposed to be uh, the final singularity yeah that's what i thought yeah it's supposed to so and camelot is i think is the singularity right before babylon but I think Babylon was so was so popular that they were like, we're gonna do something on Babylon first, and then if if they give us money, we'll go ahead and do it. Maybe they give us money. That shit was about to print money. They've been yeah. printing money. The thing is, they're most likely not gonna do all of the singularities because the first, I think, two or three singularities were shit. Oh. And <laughs> what happened with the game was they were like, how the fuck can you guys put the fate name on this gotcha game and not give us a good story? Like, you guys are pieces of shit. And so then, I think from the fourth singularity on, they were like, okay, well, we're, y'all wanted fate, you're gonna get fate. And so they, and it's, that fate grand order is at the top forever now because what? they literally, it's, it's just like an ongoing fate story and it's just like all the characters were all these new servants all these new powers all this kind of shit like it's it's i don't that train's never gonna stop i i, I highly doubt that game is ever gonna die but yeah it is out of order but it's nice that they're splitting it up into two movies as opposed to like one movie so that's worth it so we will also let me say this one really quick um the naomi osaka is getting like well not animated but she's gonna be in like a manga and I think her sister is on like the team 
that oh, is cool. like producing it. So I was like, oh, this is so cool. Her the way that her character is drawn is super duper cute. So you know, if there's an anime, you know, Naomi Osaka might have a character. Well, I'm happy the voicing. Japanese are finally claiming her. Oh like, Lord, I heard. Yeah, I heard about that bullshit. Yeah, like let's yeah. like come on, come on, guys. And so also. I remember a few weeks ago we were talking about a manga, a BL manga that got canceled because of pirating um, overseas. And now apparently they're going to release the second chapter. And the way they're doing it is they're going to release it simultaneously. They're going to release the translation simultaneously. And it's going to be through, what is it? Fantasista? So it's like a simul release thing where it's a subscription service where, you know, you pay the subscription and then you get access to all these bl um manga online i think and you can just like read whichever ones are, that are considered under the subscription so i guess that's how they're bringing it back i don't know if that's really a good solution for the pirating because literally all it's gonna take is one person to right. to get it and rip it and also they're doing the work of the translators for them now so now it doesn't even need to be translated it just needs to be taken and reposted and it's it so i don't know if this is a fix but hey more chapters uh yeah i mean this is not to dive or or dig in too deep on like piracy and how it seems to interact with like how the availability of, of strongly desired content like outside of the region but i think that this is going to be a realization that you'll see or we'll see a lot of Japanese companies individually lean into, whether mm-hmm. they're large or small. There's always been localization issues that have led to like spaces or opportunities for piracy. And of course, like there are, are people who don't highly value the cost that this material actually takes to get made. And so, yeah. the, so like the argument to, for some folks is like, please support the creators etc it just doesn't it doesn't land because the material conditions of the people who want to read it are not great themselves but simul simul release or simulcasting um, manga anime as it comes out i feel like has to be pushed for as an industry norm if for no other reason other than you're you're gonna lose so much money if you don't do it like yes yeah it makes the, the cost and the barrier of entry for doing anything higher because you have to have some english translation and distribution um and and relationship with uh, uh payment processors for overseas but at this point like if you're a small creator and you're in like a niche part of the industry and you're releasing to japanese fans but you ultimately do want to have a wider a wider reach and make some actual money like it's not going to work to leave it in the hands of pirates to like get translation out before you even have your product like that yeah just, yeah it's just not because no work. one's going back no um yeah i, I wish them the best of luck <laughs> <laughs> that's all i have yeah so my list is relatively short um we got another teaser trailer for world trigger and it actually looks good i mean i not really complained in the past but i'd mentioned that the animation quality looked about the same as the previous season which was not bad but as we talked about before the style that they were releasing uh was was uh not in like single cores they were doing like you know the whole black clover 
um, Naruto weekly release. And so that meant that yeah. like, there's, a, there's an upper bound on really how, how, you know, how well animated a show like that could be. Plus, if you go read the manga, like it has a very distinctive and I would say simplistic art style. I happen to like it, but it doesn't initially lend itself to like Sakuga as you would naturally expect it to be. So I was a little worried that it would still come off bland, especially as we're going into the parts of the of the next arc that have a lot of characters who they look different from each other. But like if you if you put you know ninety of them in a lineup, you might have a difficult time picking them out. There had to be mm-hmm. something that visually would make this season a little more distinct. And in this trailer, it clearly like they've. Um, you know, gone through their final effects pass. And actually, it looks pretty good. It looks better than uh, the previous season. Um, they, you know, it just looks good. So I'm, I'm actually pleasantly surprised. It's not like, a, you know, going from a 10 to a 20, but it, it's, it still looks pretty good. Um, so there's that. Uh, we had the announcement of Thunderbolt Fantasy Season 3, which will be coming on April 20. Is Hiroyuki coming back? Uh, you damn well better believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, <laughs> I would, I would pay just for the soundtrack, but the actual uh, show and choreography is, is great. That's another one that kind of leans very heavily on special effects. In fact, I can say that like, I never would have watched any kind of a puppet drama in my life if I hadn't seen the first three minutes of the first episode and seen all the special effects, plus the, the fight choreography, plus the God tier music. And it never really lets up over the course of the of the series. So I'm ready for season three. Season two ended with like one of those most ridiculous fights I've ever seen in my life, and it was great. With so, puppets? With fucking puppets. Oh my god. It's it's outrageous. I mean, season one had some of the most <laughs> ridiculous fights I'd ever seen in my life. Just like people getting flat blasted. There's a scene where a guy gets his rib cage blown out of his back by a stick. It's ridiculous. <gasps> <laughs> ridiculous. And the characters are actually very well written. I think Gen Orobuchi is back. Um, Ooh. Yep. Uh, I have so much I need to watch. Actually, okay, wait, no, you go ahead, and then I'll do that. Yeah, uh, and, and last is... Uh, just the, the news that Oscar Isaac got tapped to play Solid Snake in the Metal Gear Solid movie. I don't have any strong feelings one way or the other about the movie itself. I've yet to really see a good game adaptation that wasn't good by accident. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not a dig at any of the work that's been done. Like, for example, I actually enjoyed like the Prince of Persia movie, even though everything about it was wrong. Like Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh wow, you actually not, watched that? Jake wow. Gyllenhaal should not have been playing Arab and uh, yeah, at, at all, at, at all, and whatever. But it was. But if you look past that, it was just a you know straightforward, fairly enjoyable film. I think Ben Kingsley is in it, and Ben Kingsley was a good actor, and is a good actor, and so on. But but suffice it to say, there are only a few. You could probably name them on one hand. It goes like maybe one of the the first Tomb Raider movie, the very first Resident Evil movie. Um, and there's like a couple of here that, that work not necessarily as great films, but just, they kind of get enough of the game stuff in there that it's fun and it's not mm-hmm. too pandery or over the top because they got people involved who 
they may have liked the games, but they were willing to like you know cut the right corners. But there, I can't. I can say for a fact there are no great video game movies. Like I'll watch the original Mortal Kombat from like the nineties. Nope. I'll watch it. It's hilarious. It is by no means a good or great film. I so, think yeah. the only one that I've enjoyed was the Mario and Luigi shit. Oh my god, the Mario movie. The Mario movie. Where we find even, out that Mario's last name is also Mario. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember watching that kid that as a child and basically being like, I don't know why I'm enjoying this. <laughs> this is this is really I think enjoyable. Patty LaBelle has a has a cameo in that film. Oh my god. I'm, now I need to go find that and watch it. <laughs> oh man. Yo, I need to the, find that shit somewhere. If you if rewatching that movie as an adult is is an experience. Especially oh, I'm if excited you, now. <laughs> especially if you actually remember how you felt when you watched it as a kid. When you watch it as an adult, you'll probably want to kill yourself. But, <laughs> but you'll mostly want to kill your child self for having gone through that and not realized what you were watching the whole time. No! But it's, but it's, a, it's actually a good, it's a good feeling <laughs> to go through the hate. It's actually good to do it. Uh, good for your soul. Um, oh god the, my okay. my equivalent of that because i i saw it when i was a kid but i think i hated it then too but <laughs> my um my version of that is uh teenage mutant ninja turtles 3 <gasps> seeing that again as oh, an adult shit made me question my understanding of reality because what <laughs> because i had told myself for years that i had never seen this movie even though I was a big fan of Turtles, you one suppressed and two, it. I I suppressed that memory, oh, and I realized no. I suppressed the memory. Like I could, all right, story. It's Mahoka all was, over again. I was I was in uh, I was in undergrad. My girlfriend, who's who uh, is now my wife, but she had come up um, to visit, and we were like watching movies, and we were watching mostly older films from the the nineties. This is in like two thousand and five, two thousand six, and I got the bright idea because we had watched the first couple ninja turtles movies and the second one you know as everyone knows is much sillier um but it's fun um and we said oh we'll watch turtles 3 and i remember saying out loud even to this day to her that i had actually never seen this movie and she looked at me crazy like what do you mean you never saw like you're a big fan like whatever i was like no i I never watched it because i didn't recognize the logo i didn't recognize really anything and then we start playing the movie and then it all starts coming back to me like scene after scene after scene, and within about thirty minutes, I realized I had definitely seen this film. And based on the re- the negative reaction I was having right now, or at that time, simultaneously watching it, I had hated this film. I must have hated this film so oh much my God. that I had a race. There are so many things that are wrong. First of all, the movie is incredibly racist. Okay, like they're in <laughs> Japan. But the the framework for doing martial arts or referencing martial arts movies in America at the time that was made was still in the mindset that there really wasn't much of a difference between China and Japan. So there were all kinds of jokes in the film. No! Yeah, yeah, there were all kinds of jokes in the film that either were trying to be ironic in playing off the fact that they couldn't tell the difference between Japanese and Chinese people um, and, and or other things that were going wrong. Also, it's a time travel film. Which I had forgotten, and I hate time travel. I hate time travel movies. It's just bad for writing in general. Um, and so, well, no one can keep really keep it up, right? And eighty percent of it takes place in feudal Japan, and it is like I didn't know what cringe was, but there's so much cringe 
all through this film, and none of it is good. The turtle costumes got cheaper. Like, they had already gotten cheaper for, in the second movie, but they got three times as cheap. The lips didn't move right. There's all these, like, ridiculous editing. Like, there's a part where a guy in the penultimate scene of the movie gets kicked off of, or, sorry, he gets hit by a by a barrel and falls off a mountain into, the into like, the you know, the ocean, and they do, like, the Wilhelm scream, but then they don't, they don't even bother editing him hitting the water. He just disappears. When I say disappears, <gasps> I mean, you're looking at the shot, and the body's falling, and then there's, like, a blip, and before he hits the, hits the water, there's no sound effect, he just disappears. Because they were just too cheap and lazy to, like, finish that scene in post. Like, Are everything you about this kidding film, me? It is one of the worst movies. It's not the worst movie ever made. But it's not it's not bad, so bad it's good. It's just so bad it, how the fuck could you do this to a, a property <laughs> that was worth so much money at the time? I so when I was questioning reality because I didn't know that my brain could just erase part of itself. And it did. <laughs> it must have been when I was like, you know, thir- 12, maybe 11 or 12 when it came out, it my brain said you love Ninja Turtles too much to allow this memory to reside in your head. Goodbye, and erased it. So now I'm just terrified for the rest of my life that there's like could be whole chunks of my history that I've just voluntarily relinquished because it was too painful. Oh my god! So wow. Fuck Turtles three. So we learned a lot today. <laughs> let's, let's talk about some anime. Well, actually, speaking of like the world trigger return and stuff like that, I forgot to talk about um, Log Horizon. Oh, yes. Yeah, because they were so apparently the opening, they just they already just released the opening for it like a month early. And apparently it's the the name of the season is the fall of the round table. And I remember that round table because that was like the main purpose of the first season or at least the second half. So I'm kind of just like, what the fuck? fuck is happening like now i'm interested because i didn't i didn't finish the second season because i was like i don't this is moving so this is moving at a slower than snail's pace like it's dead like i just don't <laughs> understand what's going on like it's christmas the ninja girl is freaking out like she's running around the sit. like i don't get I, what is going on oh you didn't even finish the raid did you no which i was oh. interested in the raid I was interested in the raid, but they kept going back to that ninja girl. And I was like, girl, if you're not fighting, then what are we doing? Like, <laughs> like you. And then they had like the thing with like the new party members and like that girl liked homeboy or like there was some weird. It was just weird. It got weird. It was just Listen, weird. The end of season two is like changes the game. Oh, okay. Well, then I mean, I'm going to go back now and yeah. I might even do something for YouTube for it just to like push myself to do it but for now i'm kind of just like okay well i want to at least be caught up and know why this is happening at the beginning right. of this season i don't want to just like dive into it blindly and be like I, but i ho, totally ho, ho. agree i agree it is slow as fuck um it's a i think the reason why i want i wound up really enjoying log horizon is because it it took the aspects of the game side of the trapped in the world um trope and mm-hmm. really try to explore angles of it that most stories just ignore like the analog between uh sorry that the, the, there's some there's some like analogous flavor to community building like a large part of that sh- show is about the community building aspect of mmos um, yeah but it's but played out in a way that is 
relevant to survival in a trapped in a game scenario and it doesn't it's like it's not necessarily clever because a lot of it's kind of on the nose but it's just in like if you could look at like that trope and say okay there are a bunch of topics that you could pull out for a story and there's and there are a few that are always done to death whether it's like the 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 con the the conflict the politics the you know uh fish out of water this or that there's all kinds of things that are done all the time and then there's stuff Mm -hmm. that's like that's there that's really more on relevant to like people's experience as gamers and the culture and the society and the you know psychological development and other things on that end that are they're, they're not as rife for storytelling and they're just not touched all the time so like log horizon going like you know, effectively balls to the wall, but not in the action Sakuga wish fulfillment side, but on the like emotional character develop character development and like uh uh M- real MMO like lifestyle stuff. I never really played MMOs, but I felt uh-huh. like watching that show, I kinda could understand what got people excited to even play games like that and the fact that they did it in the context of this bigger story like i know a lot of people thought it was slow because they wanted the bigger story to move forward but i actually enjoyed all of the interpersonal stuff which is which is the Mm. opposite of my usual experience for that but i agree with you it as far as like the big stuff that is plot heavy it is so slow in the second season it really yeah like i i just there was so many times where i was just like i don't know I don't know what's happening, but I hate this. Yeah. Like, the end of the raid is definitely worth it. It's worth it. Mm -hmm. But you got to get there. (laughs) And there may be too much. There may be too much. Listen, it may be too much for some people, and I I don't disagree if you tap out before that happens. But it was. I mean, I'm going to try to get there, but I mean, as of now, I'm just like, what the fuck are y'all doing? Like, can can we do something like different like can you move it just move it a little bit quicker just end this arc abruptly and i wouldn't even be mad i, w- I wouldn't even be fucking mad but they could they you mean you're not totally invested in whether or not our hero can be a raid leader you're not that's not like the most riveting. i mean i was interested in the raid itself but not not ninja girl struggling like i could care less about homegirl basically being like I and <laughs> you sound like how my wife. Like, you sound like how my wife describes all the anime I watch. Oh no! <laughs> that is I mean, but that listen, is, she she literally she literally spent I think three episodes running around the city. For I don't even remember why. She was I just trying to like I, there was a there was like a killer right, and then with uh, she was like tracking a sword. And then also, like, she was trying to find an ability that was her own ability. Just like yeah. That, like, yeah. All yeah, of yeah. that didn't give a fuck because it took too long. It did take a long time. It took way too fucking long. I was like, we shouldn't still be here right now. Yeah. I, the, the, I will say that the one problem with Log Horizon is that, like, the because the parts of the story that it focuses on are, like, the non-traditional ones, all the traditional storytelling stuff is very obvious where it's going from the beginning. And mm-hmm. because that drags on so long, there's no intrigue there. You're just sort of like, okay, we know that homegirl's going to get like a power up and she's going to learn the true meaning of friendship. 
Like, but why does it take <laughs> why does it take ten episodes to do this? She could do it in two. The outcome is the same, and we can move the fuck on. And yet they spend like you know that other time focusing on like I love like the food. Like when once they figured out that like if you just make the food yourself instead of doing it from a menu, then like you actually can taste and do whatever yeah. or like that or like that it turns out that like people's morale like is is critical because if they just go into a malaise they will actually lose their memories and so building up the society of the town any little thing that can be done to like make people's lives materially better and more interesting has a real payoff and it's worth spending more time on that than like training for the next fight because you can imagine if this is like a like a shonen series the thing that would be important is the next boss and how do we beat them and in Locker Horizon, the thing that's most important is how do we bring the next level of enjoyment to the people who live in Akihabara? And so they treat that like it's the boss, so it takes up all the time. And then all the other stuff is like, you know, if you think it's cute that like that that secretary kind of has a weird lolly fetish, then like you'll get a lot of mileage out of that. Yeah. Like, but, if you'd, <laughs> but if you'd prefer that that was only like 10 seconds out of the whole uh, season, then you're going to be shit out of luck because you're going to get that that joke a lot. See, I've, I have forgotten so much about this show. Oh, my God. That is, that is not even what the fuck. <laughs> oh, well. Well, I'm pretty sure y'all enjoyed that anyways, because we're yeah. definitely going to be talking about that shit in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, What else? Oh, okay. End of news. <laughs> <laughs> End of news. Okay. So, next, let's see. What do you want to start with? I want to get the the negativity out of my system first, so that I can just talk about like the positive stuff. Okay. That I watch this week. So, Akadama, Akadama. Drive is where <laughs> I'm I'm starting. Um, <laughs> so I am of two minds. The first like 15 minutes of this episode, I thought were really really good um, mm-hmm. on a, a few levels. Number one, we got to see Casual Courier and very likable character. Like if it wasn't obvious when they were under like these ridiculous you know life or death situations that he was a cool dude we also find out that he's like a pretty nice guy i mean we knew that from the last episode of saving but like you know yeah the the little scene where they're all eating and the girl finds a tomato for the first time it's cute like that's you know oh my god she's so adorable now yeah just ridiculously cute like the fact that now she will always chide people for using bad language um like i don't know she's turned into a little mascot character which means that she's going to be destroyed in a horrible way yeah like maybe, maybe like drop listen like a as long as acid. you know because yeah. i definitely was like i don't see this ending good for you boo boo no she's a she's now they built her up into like a puppy to be kicked um by some really bad character probably uh doctor doctor um but you know it is what it is uh so i liked all the character building that was happening with the courier swindler and the sister what what is her name do you have a name Swind- it- the sister i don't think they did she they just call her, her sister or whatever sister yeah yeah okay i don't so i like, don't remember her having a I name i don't think she has a name yeah so yeah so between those three that was really cool then we got um uh doctor oh hoodlum hoodlum right so they fucked that's cool Okay, then, no, so that honestly came out of nowhere. I was like, this is dumb, unless it's like a play on straight men, <laughs> because I that was re- like... What do you think about that reveal at the end of that scene? Remember when she says, like, how old do I look? And then she said, do I look like a woman to you? Yeah, okay, yeah. Now, I, was, I was about to get to that, too. I was like, <laughs> wait a second. I was like, um, 
So, doctor... Well, even still, I basically was just like, okay, so hold on a second. So, you got your dick hard for someone that could kill you at any moment? Not making well, sense to me. I mean, men. not Not making sense. <laughs> I mean, and I didn't want to say that, well. but I was just like, is it really like this? Like, would you really still fuck someone that you know could just, like, slice you up mid-coitus? Like, uh, really? Put nothing, put nothing past... Uh... A, dude. a hard penis like put, really put, like put is nothing it... put nothing past it because your hand won't hurt you but she will no. like oh my god uh, that okay that, well listen i wasn't shocked by that part at all <laughs> i was like i really was just like wow you really just dove in like <laughs> i mean if you're gonna you really die just... If you're you gonna die. To die anyway like all right i mean fine. i actually think he won't die because he's so stupid Maybe, even though look, I mean, I don't want to get into the preview for the next episode, but like, he his time might be coming to an end. Oh yeah, they did. He did say yeah. He had the last line on the preview. He did say that. Um yeah, yeah and then also with that reveal, she said she's like, you th- I was like, oh, and you can read that a oh. bunch of ways. You could read that a, a couple. Of it is ways. possible, but also with doctor's capabilities, I'm pretty exactly. sure that. Exactly. Well, I can't. Well, I'm not gonna say she from now. I'm pretty sure that they right. can change whenever they want. So did you? So there are two pieces of evidence that I lean on to assume that uh, that it's a they and not a she. Um, uh-huh. The first is when Cutthroat looked at the scar that's going around their waist. Um, yeah, you notice that there was. It looked like it went the full circumference of the body, so that the lower yeah. half may not, in fact, be uh, the same lower half the original. So that's number one. Um, Wait, what do you mean? So what, we during we, what we, scene? So when she they get up from the bed. He, oh, you meant hoodlum? I was like, when did Cutthroat see? Yeah, cut I saw hoodlum, that. Sorry. Yeah, I saw yes. that scar yes. that went and around goes, her body. Yeah, and it goes all the way around. And we've already established uh, that they've got the ability to reattach body parts. Yeah, though we don't know whether it's their own body part or someone else. I mean, it's easy to imply that that's possible so i didn't yeah. th- i didn't think about that at first fine then the implication of well the i remember first... she got cut in half so i just Correct. assumed she put her own shit back on that that is what i also thought as well right, oops we... they oh right fuck. well we don't know they, well yeah. the, the, to be yeah. fair we, we don't know so right now that character is presenting as a woman um but but who knows we maybe we'll learn something about their backstory later on in future episodes but bottom line is that there there was that hint and then the other hint being that um when they imply the first they ask how old do you think i look with the implication being that obviously they're much older than yeah the, you know 20s to 30 looking female that they're presenting and then second was if by immediately following that line with do i look like a woman to you or i don't know exactly how that would be translated i need to um i probably should go and listen to it again because they might have used the term for older woman um, mm. which which in that case would be a would be more like uh doubling down or reinforcing the first statement than if they use like a more of a broad version of the word woman or like yeah like you know she didn't didn't say like boss on or something which is like grandmother but it could have said like ona which is just generally woman or there are other words that are like age specific so i i would need to go and listen to it again but i'm just presuming from the way that they set that up that they're supposed to leave some doubt in at least uh, cutthroats, not cutthroat, in um, uh, Hoodlum's mind. Hoodlum's mind 
that maybe they're not a, uh, originally a female biologically. So yeah. interesting, very interesting. I liked it. Um, I didn't. They didn't lean too hard into the gay panic side of that particular statement. Um, I, well, they also went straight to the other scene. So I right, was exactly. Like, he didn't they didn't, really have they didn't linger on it. He did make a face, but the face was could you could easily argue that like that had to do more with all of the information that was being dumped because we also find out that Doctor is like the mustache twirling villain of the series. Yes, which is also the thing that keeps like I love that character so, but also you know what? I'm not surprised because this is Danganronpa. Like, yeah. well, it's not Danganronpa, but it's from a creator of Danganronpa, and this is the kind of bullshit that gets pulled in Danganronpa all the fucking time. But it's so much fun because you never see the shit coming. Yeah, you expect th- it to happen. You just don't know who it's gonna be. Right, and the thing that like I'm okay with that as a move because we already know that they are villainous. You know, from yeah, the, from other things that have happened so far in the plot. The thing I'm not super keen on, at least in that reveal, is that like the ideology and the motivation that was being expressed, they don't make a lot of sense. On the one hand, Doctor says that uh, a living being that can't die is boring and worthless. So, and mm-hmm. so that the idea of immortality is not. Um, exciting instead it seems to they say it's control which is more like megalomania like i want to be god i want to be able to tell people when tell exactly who i want when they live and die and potentially maybe about say the same about themselves as well they've clearly kept themselves alive for a very very long time in pursuit yeah. of this control of death the I, but the idea of saying that like con- controlling death is somehow different than uh everlasting life or preserving everlasting life it's subtle i don't know if it like makes if it made that much of a difference to like have to explain it in the way that they did you know just saying mm-hmm. i want ultimate power and i can get that through you know these cells is, is would probably have been enough it just felt very convoluted just to get around to that point but it's okay fine the the weird <laughs> thing the fine. weird thing Well, the weird thing is that, like, we've set up a bunch of, like, shadowy bad guys, but we have no idea what they want. And so the the idea that the only villain who we know with it now has, like, a clear motivation and, like, a very linear path to move the story forward is someone that whose motivations we only just got or was just revealed in, like, the essentially the last half of the season. Yeah, it's like I don't like that because it's sort of like the shock of the reveal. Once it wears off, you have to go back and think and be like, "Well, wouldn't it have been just been better to have her be the antagonist from the beginning, right?" Like, because then that would have made uh... it to me not necessarily that like. Let me maybe maybe say a different way. Not necessarily that Doctor needed to be the antagonist from the beginning, but to have a uh-huh. clear antagonist from the beginning whose motivations okay. were essentially the motivations that Doctor has that we've been given now. Like, I get that you, by saving it and doing it in this way, it's shocking. But once the shock goes away, like, let's say you're going to rewatch this and you're going to be like, okay, well, the real villain shows up in episode six. So what the fuck were we doing in the first five episodes? It was just the mystery of getting them out of the train. Like, oh, okay. So I'm not, I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying it that I did not okay. enjoy what I watched in the first few episodes. I'm just saying that if this was where they were going... And that was like, yeah. they had this idea for a character like this or a motivation like this for a bad guy. Maybe just structure more of the story around that antagonism. Why do we have to wait so long? Because now it's probable that 
if you know how many episodes we have left like three three or four um yeah i think so it's not that much left right so we have so if we have three episodes left assume like someone's dying next episode or a couple people are dying next episode and doctor survives all the way to the end so you got three episodes of villainy out of that person or 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 maybe four if you count the last episode I just think that there that there's more that could have been done with that. So I don't hate it. I'm just seeing that it's a little bit wasteful in order to get to a shock uh, reveal. But that may be what Danganronpa is all about. And so if this has a lot of spiritual DNA with Danganronpa, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, that actually is not what I disliked about the episode. That was just sort of a, huh, let's be more efficient. What I disliked about the episode was everything to do with the cutthroat and then his death. <laughs> I disliked it. And like, fine, we all knew that this person was a psycho, and I think we predicted um, beforehand that his interest in Swindler was was obviously leading to maybe either accidentally or on purpose, you know, hunting and, and killing her. Oh I yeah, that, I yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think we both predicted that. You may have done it before me, but um. Yeah, we knew we were getting there. The version of Cutthroat that we got for this episode is not what I expected we were going to be given, especially from the previews last week. I thought Really? I thought that this uh, the way this episode would be structured is um there's going to be a showdown between Cutthroat and Courier and uh and Swindler. So Probably that took me out this yeah. episode because Courier basically left that bitch to die. Can you explain what the fuck that happened in that one scene when Cutthroat jumped at him and then he just teleported out of the room? I, I, I <laughs> to be honest, I enjoyed it, but also I wasn't looking at it from the same way that you were because apparently this is linked to The Shining. And right. I don't watch I don't watch it like that. So I didn't even care about that. All I was caring about was like, oh my god, he's actually trying to kill her. Holy <laughs> shit. Like that that was the suspense was like all over for me. So I wasn't even noticing like details like that. Yeah, I mean the name of the episode is The Shining. So yeah. if you didn't see the episode title, however you would watch um weekly, then totally it's not something that you would even be thinking about. Until maybe that one scene that we'll talk about in a second in the bathroom, but so so I had a so I had a few problems going in. Um, first, it was neat that we are introduced to Swindler's plan to incite confusion by posting a message that the Aquadama were going to very... do something. Surprised by that, I was like, "Oh, girl, look at you actually swindling!" Right. That's that's. Interesting. Now, the only weird thing about it is we've never seen her do anything like that before. And mm. she she gave an explanation kind of on the fly that is a reasonable explanation. And and they they spend actually a bunch of time with the um the lead executioner in like actually three different scenes explaining why this thing that she did was so effective. But to me that is what you would call in like a narrative sense backfilling. So you made a you made like a choice of something that a character did in order to create a new scenario to tell a story around, but because you didn't give enough information going in for the audience to 
find it believable, you then have to uh-huh. go re-explain why it's possible that that thing could happen after it's already going down or contemporaneous to it going down. That happens a lot. Sometimes it's okay. I think in this very specific instance, it's lazy. It's lazy writing. If we wanted to, mm. if we wanted what they should have done, given and and you know what, it's not just lazy writing because that may be a little too strong. It's a misallocation of of story resources. We spent two episodes in the city after the Akudama have gotten back, or at least two episodes where there've been characters who are in in the city. We could have spent some of that time that was l- spent on things that may have been less important, showing the climate of fear and reactionary behavior in the city from the regular citizens so that then we would believe yeah. that they'd be very susceptible to even a rumor like the one that Swindler started so that when she does it and it causes all this 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 uproar and literally mobs in the street killing each other that it comes off a little bit more believable and they then you don't have to explain it so take all that monologue that the executioner um woman was talking about and spread it over the uh, set of episodes after the attack on the 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 station in Kansai, or even the hotel, right? That people are freaking out about Akudama. There are these killings. There's there are these precious um, relics and and things that people are worshipped that are getting destroyed by them. That there's distrust. That there's like people are now starting to to be punitive in the streets and hunt down even minor offenders and and do horrible things to them in the hope that like maybe they'll get some benefit from it like spread that out over the other parts of the season so that then when we get here it's not so jarring that this could happen because it did seem like ship went from zero to a hundred real fucking quick like like i get like i get that like if any one of them showed up that they'd be hunted but the idea there were like three separate scenes of different men butchering women in the street like dragging their bodies <laughs> okay, yeah. around that was very volatile <laughs> yeah like maybe show us that once earlier and have people remarking about how oh man it's getting really crazy out here like these akudama have like uh really gotten people so paranoid that they'll like that you find a, a minor like transgressor on the street and there's a mob of folks who will just like do something horrible to them but whatever like they didn't do that so now we have this riot okay cool they distract the police um to go get the kid out um that happens uh executionally takes charge she actually looked like sort of competent at that point and then immediately looked incompetent when they're like the Akadov are attacking the station you just left you <laughs> fucking, you exactly <laughs> you idiot right <laughs> Also, there's the implication. I don't know how many people left with her, but like Cutthroat basically killed every executioner in there by himself in like the amount of time it yeah. took for the rumor to start and then them to get over there. And I'm like, oh, that's a pretty amazing feat. We see him kill three people instantly with a knife and a bad leg, right? We've seen him kill people with one leg. Like when he literally had <laughs> his leg cut off, like this nigga was still a threat. And then somehow when he runs into Swindler. It's like, oh, I'm I'm suddenly a normal person. Like she's dodging hits. People are just like running up on him and like bodying him out the way. Cause then like the little girl like like hit him so that he didn't kill her. I he, thought he was gonna slice that little girl up. That would have like made shits sense. And giggles. Right. That would have made total sense that like she jumps and then he like guts her. Um, you know, adding to the suspense. Yeah. But, 
Right? Like, that cool scene when Courier, like, goes through the door and then skids by on the blood. I thought that was really neat. And the pile that of bodies. That was cool. Yeah. The pile of bodies was really, really cool, too. But then, but that's about as far as, like, my positivity about the scene went. Because it seemed like just Cutthroat, he got a lot dumber. A lot less, like, uh, two-dimensional. And he just turned into a monster that was, you know, stalking Swindler through the, the halls of the executioner building um mm-hmm. like a like a movie monster and not like the character that we've been around he like the whole thing about cutthroat is that he was he was funny right like he was just like he had this childlike demeanor he was incredibly deadly and yet for some reason like as long as he wasn't like killing people there was some intrigue of like how did you get to this place he's now now all he can do is like talk about i see the red i see the red you have a red halo we didn't know he had some ability to like yeah that ability being announced like out of nowhere and then his death i kind of was just like this doesn't right okay like I, no it's, it's missing from me like because if they person? had expanded upon that earlier then i would have been like oh that could be a problem for you girl right i mean we've already established that a lot of these akudama have ridiculous like physical and maybe even mental feats that they can pull off but at no point did we think that there was magic involved in this series and now we've got a guy who can see a blood trail around someone he wants to kill through walls that like it's psychological or psychic in some way but like it's not explained and then the last thing is i would have been fine with everything they did including the bullshit way they killed him off if they had given us maybe like five minutes in this episode of backstory where we either learn we can learn there's two ways they could have done it they could have had him reciting his backstory as he stalks Swindler through the halls so that we're getting the info dump, but it's happening naturally as the tension ramps up about him tracking her. Because he spent a lot of time talking. It wasn't like he wasn't, like, yeah, chattering. He, but he was just rambling. He was just rambling, just saying the same shit over and over again. So he could have done it that way. Or, in the lead-up to him getting to the executioner's place, we spend more time with him on the streets, and then we get the backstory communicated that way that explains how he has this ability why his brain is fucked up or why he's like so addicted to killing why does he have these like superhuman speed or strength or endurance or whatever the fuck it is that allows him to do what he does we never get any of that um and i was willing to excuse it with brawler because they did such a great job on on endearing that character to the audience just by the stuff he was doing beforehand. Like, yeah. He was, like a, he was like a lovable psychopath. And then when he died, it actually fucking sucked that that happened. But this time, by the time you get to the, the you know, here's Johnny scene in the bathroom, which made no sense at all. <laughs> like, okay, the bathroom scene, that was another thing where I was just like, her enclosing herself in a space trying to hide right now makes no sense. Exactly none of it made no sense and at first i was just like okay well if you're running from someone in general like i understand hiding but like you hid in a place where you have like no out yeah like the only way out is the way that he gets in and he found you and then also oh i can understand her like not remembering it in the moment but i'm just like he literally just said that he can track you anywhere girl. yeah right before he actually said it twice he said, I know where, the first time they run into each other, he tells her, I can always tell where you're going. I always know where you are. And then the second time when she runs around the corner and hides, and then he literally repeats it to her again. And then in the very next scene, she has teleported into a bathroom 
and is hiding from him, once again knowing full well that he knows exactly where she is. And then when he shows up, she's like surprised by this. Also, how did she live? How did she get out of that, that scene? That made no sense also. That like, made what, no what? sense. Yeah. He's he has superhuman like fucking reflexes and shit. I was just like he I'm pretty sure he could have grabbed her like easily. Yes, absolutely. So so I'm harping on this a lot because this is just something that frustrates me in otherwise enjoyable storytelling. So what other thing did we waste in the way that Cutthroat eventually goes out? I mean, I know they want to do a bunch of scenes from The Shining, and I feel like that was the motivation here. It's like, he's a psycho killer. What's a famous psycho killer movie? It's The Shining. How do we come up with a way so that we can animate like three or four scenes that are just like ripped straight from this movie? That's what happened. Mm. But here's the thing that was missing. So when we get to know Cutthroat, there are three uh, events that Swindler is uh, is there for that uh, should have played into the way that he was ultimately defeated. Event number one was when he wound up getting. Uh, he was so he is not a he's not a particularly smart character, and so uh, when they first meet him, he just puts the um, the collars on. Including on himself, yeah. which fucks him. So that's information that we were given in the audience that like he's kind of childlike, kind of like do do things without really thinking about the consequences. So that's thing number one. Thing number two that we know is that in the Kansai Station episode, Swindler is smarter than Cutthroat and uses her knowledge uh, to combine with his abilities to get out of a death trap. The when they're throwing. The knives, like the, the knife throwing thing, that's something we know that Cutthroat can do. And it's also something that we know where we introduce the idea that Swindler is intelligent and that she would use her yeah. brain to get out of a very, very difficult situation. And then the third thing that we know is that Cutthroat is single-minded. I mean, and that's one part that they definitely hammer home in the last part. He's single-minded in once he decides that he wants to like kill someone or do something, he is obsessed with it and he will ignore other things that would probably be something that you should pay attention to and just go right after his target in fact we this comes up in the second episode when they're fighting the other executioners um like you would think that like his ability would would put him on par with them but actually he's kind of deflected a lot kicked around pushed around like he's not not very spatially aware so these are all clues that were given to us in the course of the story to both tell us about what this character's abilities are what their weaknesses are and then how other characters are going to interact with them so the way he should have been defeated should have been exploiting all of those things exploiting the fact that he doesn't pay attention to his surroundings exploiting the fact that swindler knows all about his abilities and what he can do and what his predilection is to do when he is single-mindedly focused on one target and basically used distraction and used you know something that would otherwise give him the advantage the knife throwing the accuracy the speed against him in order to trap him and kill him instead she just locks herself in a room with a bunch of lightsabers allows herself <laughs> to be grabbed oh. and then oh. stabs him i guess through the heart by turning on a lightsaber and then he just dies i mean okay well i'm a sucker because i enjoyed that <laughs> i enjoyed that I, yeah, it's fine so but much. it's like what, what um, did you tell us all that other shit for what was the point i mean i just enjoyed the um the her getting back at him and chopping that arm off and then the immediate basically being like bitch i don't need that limb like well, yeah, that, that was part cool. yes, took yes, me yes, out yeah. i was like I was like, oh shit! Like, I mean, that the girl. And then, okay, 
I really love the animation part where she was like on death's door and he's about to snap her fucking neck. Like that that red black like swirl shit. Oh yeah, it that looks shit looks great. So fucking trippy. I was like, oh my god, what is happening? But I mean, I do agree with everything that you're saying. It's just that I I was caught up. I was swept up in the hype. No, I'm I was I'm totally with it. Hype. I'm totally with I'm it. Gonna, and I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I think the last thing I'll say about it too is that there were a lot of mistakes and then creative errors that never were resolved that frustrate me again because it's not like i don't believe in this writing team i don't believe in the the storytelling that they're doing like they did they've done such a good job with other things that to drop the ball in the way that they did here like we already said courier just disappears randomly we don't know where he went they were all in the same room and then like they just weren't. It was just her. It was just suddenly it just became um, Swindler and Cutthroat fighting. What happened to and the And they girl? made it seem like he didn't give a fuck. He was like, I got to deliver, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, he goes, I have to deliver you all. And I was like, well, the way that you said that earlier made it seem like you only wanted to deliver the sister. Right, not exactly. Swindler. So which one is it? Also, why didn't you help, nigga? Like, goddamn. Like, yeah, you know she like, can't do shit. I, I'm, not, I'm not pretending like. I am a better writer than the people who are doing this since it is their job. But let me just say that like the way they set up that scene, it should have gone something. If you're going to get rid of cutthroat, uh, sorry, if you're going to get rid of um, uh, courier, then the way to do that would have been for cutthroat to put the little sister in danger and do a replay of what happened to him during the hotel arc by throwing her out a window. And then Courier would have gone after her out the window. That eliminates both of them out of the scene. You know, you could even have a moment where he looks at... Wait, didn't Cutthroat get knocked out of the window? That's what I'm saying. He gets knocked yeah. out the window and the thing. So have him basically do a replay of that scene, but only with the little girl, right? So he throws a little girl towards the window. Courier looks at Swindler and she's like, go after her. I'll take care of this. And, and then he jumps out the window and gets the girl, right? So now they're out of the scene. Right, you know yeah. they're not. You know they're not dead. Then you can go do everything that you were gonna do with him, like stalking her through the hallway, her checking the time, blah blah blah. Like all that would have been fine. But the fact that they just didn't even include it is just it, like there's a there's a shot. He jumps off of the pile of corpses. Courier shoots at him. Uh, he falls misses. forward. Yeah, he misses. He falls forward, and it's almost like Cutthroat's body is the tra- is like the transition wipe that Courier just gone. Like he just, he's just out of, he just out of here. Like we don't see anything. We have no idea what happened to him. He's just out, just gone. So I, I did not like this at all. I don't think that his death was earned. I think we wasted an opportunity. I don't think he's dead. I mean, he might not be dead. I mean, maybe Doctor. I don't think he's dead because they went back. They went back and like showed his body again and i was like um i'm waiting for those eyes to pop back open and then it ended the episode yeah and yeah, i was may- like no there's no way I don't, and maybe I don't he's think not he's dead. dead but like i also there was that scene where she's in there and she sees all the little lightsabers and i was hoping, yeah i was hoping that like she was gonna do some macgyver ass shit or something that would be like this is why swindler's character like you know what she's not super strong She's not like a born criminal like all these other people. She didn't have hacking ability. Also, like, but what hap- she's smart. But she's smart, and she's been given tools to do something. Like, what I thought maybe she would have like the you know the the hacker drone or something have all wire up all Ooh. of those 
all of those like um what do you call it a uh, lightsaber tonfas uh mm. like on a switch so then like he gets her and grabs her at close range and he says oh, i'm gonna strangle you but he doesn't look down and doesn't realize that they're all like armed and primed in his direction and so and she's able to you know use that thing to remotely activate it and he gets like diced up or like something something crazy but now it's she's after she shot that dude she's like i'm just a. I'm just stupid. I guess I'm just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I don't know. I've, I've spent too much time on it. I'm still going to watch and enjoy the finale, but I can just tell it's just very style over substance at this point, and they need to put more substance in to have some of these like big moments mean more. I can see that. So there's my negativity for the, for the week's shows. Well, um, also, at the beginning... Did you notice when the the shark and the whatever were doing the show? That I thought that was cool. Thing? Yes, yes. Yeah, yes. I was like, oh shit! I was like, I caught that, and I was like, I like Damn, how the bunny started to get self aware. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I was like, oh, I, I was like, ooh, 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 he coming, he coming. Yeah, so, yeah, stuff like that's cool. They're still able to do things like that. I'm just like, come on, come on, guys! You really threw away a whole character just because some. You know, so some producer was like, we could do a horror movie. Like, yes, you could, but not like this. Come on. <laughs> um, probably would have been cooler if they had uh, if they got into the executioner place and they had reanimated the corpse of like the, the, the ninja dude that they've been fighting for so long. Oh, my God. You know what? I feel I don't know. Like that would have worked like better. If doctor, something's going to happen with doctor and I think it's going to get more twisted. Oh, definitely. No, I. I, I don't no know what it that. is, but I definitely think like something's gonna happen with them that they they're just gonna do some twisted fucking shit. And you're right; it's probably gonna be with the sister being sacrificed for it. It got to be. It's got to be some fucking awful shit too. It cannot be some normal stuff because we know they regenerate. So yeah, like I would say, like drop her in like a vat of acid or something like that. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm thinking <laughs> like I'm th- uh, yeah. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> Um, um so <laughs> what do you want to do now? Oh, Fire Force. Oh my yeah. god. I finally got what I fucking wanted. <laughs> god damn, I've been waiting for this shit. Oh, I was so happy with this episode. I was and you know what? We could just go on and add her on to the side characters supporting good supporting character list because <sighs> I'm just so pleased. The fact that we got a background and the background made sense. It made sense. The fact that she literally lived her life following other people and like waiting for their permission to do things. So it's like, well, of course your power is so fucking suppressed because like no one ever gave you permission to like, you know, do what the fuck you want to do or like be yourself. So I was just like, Oh, this is so nice. And then also the fact that it happened with the twins and I've loved those fucking twins since the moment they came on the fucking scene and the fact that they're little assholes. Oh, they need more airtime. Oh. I really like them a lot too. I loved them. And just like, it was the comedy, but also the fact where they were the, like, I was like, oh no, they're prodigies. They're fire prodigies. Oh, absolutely. Because the, like the way that they handle themselves and like all this shit, I was just like, she was like, yeah, I'm going to burn your kimono. They were like, I was like, they don't give a fuck about that kimono, girl. Right. They give a fuck about having fun and you're not entertaining them. Like, you're underestimating them and they're beating your ass. Didn't I Benny like, Maru, like, say in the beginning or, like, in the first season when they were talking about those girls that, like, they were, you know, as you say, not only were they, like, geniuses, but they were, like, the next generation. Like, 
Yeah. At, like, like well, the when they combined, I was like, oh my God. Which I mean, them combining makes sense because, you know, twins, they share the room, all that kind of shit like that. I and they're a left that. eye and a right eye. Like when they, yeah. Are, when they, yeah. Yes. Oh my. Yeah. I, so I, I, this was the first episode that I noticed them do that because I haven't really seen them do much of anything. But now, because in the opening, they're fighting that big ass monster with Benny Morrow. And I'm like, why he got them little girls out there? And now I'm like, okay, now I understand. Like they are, they, they they may not be part of the fire force, but they are definitely like top tier um pyrotechnic users. Like and they're they're children. Children. And they're mature. Yes. Like for innocence. Like they're very mature. And it was just it was just a really good episode overall. I really give a fuck about Shinra or Arthur, like the thing, I was like, "Oh, of course he's gonna get a power up." Yeah, I love this episode was not even about them; like they were there. Yeah, but it's, it was about Tamaki. It was about Tamaki, and I thought it was gonna be a filler episode. To be honest, I was just like, "Oh my god, is that like porno nigga about to come back?" And it's about to be like really weird and creepy. Like, oh, here we fucking go again. That was my man I was like, though. I had actually forgotten about him when when he came up again, but he's in the opener. Like he's yeah, in, he's, he's in the opening. I so I knew he was coming back. I just didn't know when. And when they brought him back, I was like, "This is a wild ass." Like the scene where he was <laughs> in the park waiting for the wind, and then he popped up, and his eyes flashed red. It was great. I laughed. It, it was, was fucking hilarious. But I also was like, "This has nothing to do with the actual fucking show, man." Like what it's the in the fuck manga, is so it's not it's not filler. It's, it it's, is. Yeah, absolutely. <gasps> Oh, I feel like you've told me this. But yeah, <laughs> Tamaki, like I literally have been waiting for this fucking moment. And so then and the fact that she she transformed it was like it was like not even just like a half evolution. It was like, no, she got I don't even think this is the final form either, to be honest. But <laughs> I I was because the way that the twins looked, I was like, no, the twin shit like fully envelops their body. And I feel like yours is the same way. It's just like this like maybe like once she gets more used to it it'll get better because they did kind of a hint of that earlier when like when she first like started her powers first showed up and like the tails like really 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 small coming out mm-hmm. of her butt so i was like i feel like maybe with time she's gonna get more used to the power and it's gonna be more like enveloping like the twins but when the twins combined i was like wait a second and then they went back to maki and she was like actually you know what pop this shit and then she made that ball and i was like wow and then it had me thinking about like all the possibilities and i was like so now she has like this like crazy like speed and attack power now in addition to high fire resistance like she's gonna be a monster she's gonna be a monster oh i'm so excited i I was so pleased with that episode it was so cool the way that they animated especially that running scene where she got serious and was running through the fucking streets. I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "Yeah, they gave you some. Is- they actually gave some high quality animation for a good like 15, 20 seconds there." Yes, I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" But then her pose, like her, po- I was like, "Are we JoJo? We're JoJo. We're going JoJo we're right it. now. We like we're be. going full JoJo." Because when she did that pose, when she did like the the form right before she did the ball attack thing, I was like. Yo, this is some. This was this is what Dragon Ball Z should have fucking been because that was oh, the man. actual fucking like cool spirit ball fucking attack thing. Whatever, it was earned. Okay, it was earned, and that's that's all the Dragon Ball slander I have for this. <laughs> well, I think I mentioned last week about like really difficult animation that doesn't get enough credit, and usually it's when you have to like 
you have a moving body and then you're also changing the camera perspective simultaneously yeah oh yeah you said that about jujutsu kaisen correct and this is an exact this episode was like an ex- had an exact example of that and even though like it is so hard to do and so time consuming that when i see artists do it or even try to do it i am always like appreciative because it's just like when you write that down on your fucking call sheet for the week that like your job is to do key animation and they tell you what you're supposed to pull off and you're like son of a bitch (laughs) (laughs) but it was but but they they did it a few times in this episode and like it's something that will get clipped because it looks so good Um, yeah it looked so it was so fucking cool actually i need to fucking clip that shit now and put it all over the place because that was oof. right but the other thing that i i i continue to like both about fire force and as we'll proceed forward with like jujitsu kaisen as well is when you I'm I one thing that's always bothered me, especially like uh, as a longtime anime watcher, is that I don't like it when a story tells me that people are supposed to be friends. But the thing that shows me that they are friends with each other are types of interactions that like regular human beings never have. Like they they are they they are almost like aliens that live in an alien world, and because they are not angry at each other and they laugh, oh, they're friends. Mm-hmm. In Fire Force, they don't spend a ton of time on this, but I have never gotten a, a feeling whenever you see, whether it's um, Shinra um, and and the people that, that he came up with, or really anybody else when they do a flashback, they the flashback is to a kind of like lifestyle that's very, I won't say like realistic is a strong term, but it's grounded yeah. in a kind of realism but it's also emotional realism so even the silly scene of like shinra being nice to tamaki at the when they're all trainees together and you sort of yeah. like see more but be- like you actually get that like yeah this is actually just a good dude these are all good people like it, it's not crazy that they get along and and you know like that they are they're a crew now they're doing insane shit you know together all the time but like the reason why they're able to get along so well is because of the normal mundane activities and mundane kindness and mundane kind of like uh you know acceptance and other things that you can relate to as just like a regular human um even in this crazy world that they're living in like i just yeah like, like I, I i i that's why when um oh my god why am i forgetting his name uh the one black guy in the show man ogun oh yeah like when ogun gets introduced as like a more a, a more uh, uh uh focus on like side character but he's introduced as a friend of Shinra from when they were training. The way they represent that is that they're all just cool with each other. It's not like, yeah. oh, my friend, we went through all of these things together that happened off screen. It's like, no. They're <laughs> just, like, whenever you see their school, their their trainee life, they were all just like cool people. They're just cool. Like, this guy's cool. I like him. <laughs> there you go. And what well, also was just like really pleasing to me that Tamaki basically wasn't just like, Shinra changed my life right, exactly. for the better. Exactly. It was all thanks to Shinra. It was like, no, she had to like look back on everything and finally like contemplate like what the fuck? How have I been interpreting these things? Or like, am I wrong? Why am I the way that I am? Like, yeah. And that's a great. That is a that is completely valid and a real response to yourself yeah. when you're just Ideology like, why worldview. Yes, it's like, why can I not go further? What is wrong with me? And then let's look out. And then in the end, it's like, oh, it actually is me. And oh, hey, 
there's a main character that I don't know who's the main character who is just just so happens to be my friend and just so happens to support me in right. like you know just regular ways and I appreciate that and that actually helped me realize that hey you know maybe I need to swap my worldview on myself right and, and remember then move her forward her, her motivation was that so, she watched someone get horribly murdered in front of her like, yeah it wasn't it wasn't like power friendship I'm gonna you know get stronger for my friend no she had went through a incredibly traumatic event where like on one hand someone got horribly killed who was like you know trying to step up and like be a protector and then number yeah. two she thought someone someone else got killed on her behalf she was very certain that that dude was was definitely dead oh listen i thought he was dead i'm surprised that they brought that nigga back to be yeah. honest now I well, was he like, has like I no like arm and no leg so yeah no arm no leg i was like yeah you watch someone literally get beheaded and then you watch someone you thought died for you and then they're okay but now they're permanently maimed right unless the the, the captain of the fourth can do something which i mm. highly doubt <laughs> i don't think we've seen any instances of like limbs being replaced with you know anything good so yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean giovanni is like an insect now or maybe he's like a swarm of insects oh my god he's is. so they've done a really good job of making that motherfucker creepy because i cannot i i just love his voice actor i think his voice actor is what gets. oh yeah 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 but, but anyway, overall yeah i am i'm so fucking pleased so pleased jujutsu let's do or... let's say that for last um okay million, million? yeah okay so I was, I was kind of, I honestly, I was kind of tuned out <laughs> for this episode. I understood it, but I kind of was just like, all right, you niggas are walking through snow a little too much for me. Can we, can we, can we get it? Can we move it along? I understood that they wanted to highlight, like, this is the thing though. I appreciate the show for like highlighting everyone's views individually. Mm-hmm. Like I do appreciate that, but as far as like the overall thing, I was like, I'm tired of this snow. Can we get to it? I will say that Tati, man, this is some cold blooded motherfucking shit. This is some cold blooded shit. I already thought that it was gonna be hopeless, but then when the monster showed up, I kind of was like, damn, why did I not even think about this possibility right now? I was right, like, you, exactly. you fucked. I was like, you fucked now. I was like, you barely making it. And this monster showed up? It's a wrap. Kills the monster. And then as soon as the babies came out, I went, oh, nigga, what? I was like, I was, you- in my head, I'm like, baby, you can kill the babies too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, he needs to heat up. He should kill all of them, butcher the monster, well, no, wear it as a coat. I thought, that's the thing, though. I thought that by butchering the monster, that's how he was going to survive. Because I was like, oh, well, he can use that fur. Right, I was like, exactly. he can make a fur thing real quick. And then the babies came out, and I was like, okay, nigga, listen, I get it. I get that you know the baby sometimes the baby's gotta go so but also i was like now watch your dumb ass leave them babies and then in the future arc the niggas show up like, <laughs> they remember the nigga with the chef's yeah. hat they've been yeah, waiting on the like, nigga with the chef's hat for years trading yes oh my god <laughs> like at the worst moment and then i was like literally this episode was just like despair like it was just like this i was just like okay we went through all this shit. He did blah, 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 And then he falls down. And I was like, oh, well, you know, maybe. And then they go dead. And I was like, well, okay. And then the cherry on top to me wasn't even in the episode. It was the fucking ending theme and the fucking. Um, the, 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 uh, the person who was performing the, the OP. 
Yes, she was playing in snow. Have you noticed that like the last few episodes that they've been having like like the voice actors and other things like an actual video? Yeah, I thought I that's cool. That, I think yeah. that's actually I think that's pretty neat. Yeah, but it was so I was like, wait a second, is this bitch playing in snow after these niggas just died yeah. in the fucking blizzard? I was like, yo, this is some cold blooded shit. Yeah, like, I mean, this- I don't have I don't really have all that much to say about this episode because it is more of a like a a coda to the end of the overall story arc with like a little yeah. bit of, you know obviously like this the, the I'm blizzard. interested to see what's going to happen cuz they all are dead so then yeah, it's going to be fucked. like so now it's like okay so what's up game master what happens now right like i but one thing i oh, did also okay. he well the thing that i did notice though that stuck out to me the most is when he was walking away from the babies and goes oh well it is a virtual world they keep saying that and i'm yeah. telling you i don't yeah. think that's what this is yeah like he kept saying that shit and i'm just like nah man no nope. they wouldn't have brought it up like three times in three episodes yeah it, yeah nope. like, all right mm-hmm. I'm, I'm let me put my cards down i don't think this is a virtual world at all either no. it's either it's like some fucked up version of their future or it's like a alternate dimension but either way these are all real people and real things like so when they kill people when people die they are killing people yeah, I'm. I'm also. I'm maybe even thinking that like maybe when they're even killing the monsters or some like shit like that. Like it might be an alternate dimension and like those are other people's like souls or some or shit. something. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm, I am very convinced because these otherwise these rules don't like they don't make any sense. Um, yeah, and they've yeah, been dropping too many hints, and I have more faith in the uh, the writing here to that this would not be a waste of our time, and they would not spend any time mentioning it if it were not so. And there have also been, like, mad times when, like, even for the killing the monsters that they're, like, they point out that it's, like, not as much of a game as you would think. Like, they're just... Yeah. Yeah. But that's just my feeling. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I agree. Something still is weird about EU, man. I don't believe that bitch. Listen to me, all right? I'm anti-EU, man. You got me on this train. That's what I'm saying. Something isn't right. And because I'm, the way I think she, there was some phrase that she said when Homegirl was no, it was like, "Oh, I got a warrior," and I was like, "What?" I was like, "I feel like maybe she was in there multiple times before." Yeah, like, like something's something. weird. Something's yeah. weird because also, like, I don't the, they don't get to look at the other classes until they spin. Right. So it was like, well, did she notice that Warrior was one of the other classes when that shit spin? Or does she know all the classes already? And is that why she was like, yeah, I got a Warrior? I, I don't or, know. Maybe see, It's maybe, just something's wrong. I don't know what it is. Maybe we're being swerved on this, you know, because there is a way you can interpret it that it's like, it, she's Man, she, she she it just turns out this, she's the most genuine character in this whole series. But if I this turns into another it. fuck Rachel, oh yeah. my god! <laughs> if this turns into another fuck Rachel, fuck, I don't fuck know Rachel, what fuck Nasha Tanya, fuck all these bitches, fuck, like <laughs> fuck all of them. We got to do the Rock and No Yusha episode. Oh, fuck, man. we got to do that shit. I love that series so much. I love it Ooh, so much. We got to do that. Um, yeah. So I think like. Uh, the only other th- comment I had on this episode was that I again like the idea of them taking uh, uh, Yusuke like out, just taking him out, like by because it's the opposite of what you would do in <coughs> your normal like power fantasy trapped in another world thing and make the 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 main hero or the lead like the most important person. 
and on multiple occasions they've just like removed him from the storyline or had him mm-hmm. fail or or it basically meant that someone else had to step up and and save the day or finish it off so that nigga is dead so good so that means that <laughs> one of the remaining that nigga w- is dead yep so one of the remaining three people who is currently dying is gonna have to like step up and do something or get rescued or whatever to get them the last like few kilometers which you know what um Magic girl, I'm like, bitch, your your magic is fire. Fire, yeah. So I was what are you too, like, doing? But also, she fucking sucks and is a, is an idiot. So like, yeah. It uh, might all take she thinks about is our our Tome men. Yeah, yo, she she was like, <laughs> I want to get to Tsubasa She said, "I'll die of squee." I was done. Uh, and she didn't even go into her shoulder shit this episode, so I was just like, "Oh boy!" I'm very happy she left that right where it was. So yeah, (laughs) it was it was definitely like a slower episode, but it also felt like sort of like the wrap up to this segment of the story. So I'm sure the next episode, either she'll figure out how to actually use fire for real, instead of being such a whack piece of shit. Um, Yeah, or maybe she'll learn how to like maybe activated consistently to at least like warm herself up or something yeah like that. Uh, but like, my my bigger presumption is that one of them is gonna get rescued by somebody and then they'll just i like, think Kavel is gonna come out of nowhere and help yeah i also yeah, which also a, that was a good part too she had a little adult like ah i like this dude but it's time to move on like yes i was gonna say i really enjoyed how she was being retrospective and she basically was just like this is probably the end yeah. For like, you know, me hanging with them because I mean, who knows where they're going to spawn right. next time. And then also, who knows if she's going to remember? Well, actually, no, because the NPCs did remember them when they came back. The but it was time. mad long in the future. Remember? Oh, you're right. I forgot that. So it could be any time. So I don't know. Oh, wow. You are right. Ooh, this is going to be interesting. That, and, and I mean. Yeah, the series is interesting, like as a whole. But this episode, I kind of was just like, "All right, cool." Yeah. So, if that's the case, we can move on to the usual crown jewel of the week. Yeah. Um. <laughs> fuck Junpei. <laughs> fuck Junpei. Fuck Junpei un- until he proves himself worthy. I honestly thought he was about to mangle that motherfucking teacher. He was. Look I, at him. He was. He, he really, literally talked himself into murdering this nigga with no consequences two the, seconds before Itadori like literally ran, rammed through the scene and stopped. Which also, it was honestly, it's so like, I don't know. It was just so, refre- not even refreshing. It was just so cool how like the... The tone immediately shifted from just like dread to comedy, and like <laughs> and created to like pure comedy. And pure I was like, oh. And then out of the way, I don't know. It, it must be the voice actors because like Itadori's voice actor is just like so spot on, and just like the way the the feeling of the scene where he was just like talking to Junpei, and he was like, no, you you seem kind of pissed, but you know, like it's whatever. Like you know, people be mad. Whatever. People be people be mad. He it's was whatever. casually kind. Which yes, is, which that's is it. like you, you you can get both of those emotions, casual or kind, but to do both and have it feel age appropriate to the character that, and genuine and genuine, right? Exactly. I, I I don't know what the history of like the this VA is, but he's capturing a lot um in this series and with this character that's like really cool, 
and it's more mm-hmm. under like there's a there's a weird way to say it because a lot of what happens is over the top but in a way he his choice in how to voice itadori is actually kind of understated from what you kind of would expect like first of all how many uh shonen protagonists do we have right now like on series that are currently running they just fucking scream at everything like the emotion if there is some is taken way above usually where it needs to be and then the characters kind of like even in the even in the world or the society that they're in that they're just a fucking weirdo for like how they overreact to shit like as if you're a spazzy 10 year old in like a, a a teenager's body right like that's not really how cool guys and girls interact with <laughs> cool guys and girl cool cats. How, how you doing all you cool cats and kittens right. <laughs> uh but but i'm but i mean that seriously like if you are um there's like th- there's sort of this um what do they call it versimilitude but it's that whole thing where there's a there's a certain number of like traits that you've got to capture in order to uh appear real to somebody so like when you're reading a book or you're even reading a manga, you're kind of inserting a lot of the in-between emotions and feelings and even presentation of like of speech and action and everything else that in your head is creating these characters as real interesting people. Like the words are there, but it's all getting interpreted inside your own brain. When you start mm-hmm. acting, when you start like putting voices behind people, when you start animating things, in order to achieve that same feeling with with like a broad audience, it is super fucking hard. Because like what you or I might think of is like a the the way a cool teenager who's really kind might carry themselves and sound and act could be different from what someone else does. So to convince all of us together watching at the same time that like yeah this I believe what this person says how they act that's fucking hard. That's really hard. And somehow this show makes it very effortless with a lot of different wildly outrageous like characters in the show and uh and scenes like what you just described of like going from intense like malevolent dread directly into comedy and like then like grounded sort of casual conversation which mahito does a lot in his scenes and itadori also does a lot in his scenes. it's just it's hard it's really difficult so there were a couple of things that I did want to point out about this episode that I thought were neat um the first one is from the uh movie club bit um before they get bullied when they're having the conversation about super scary movie and uh yeah i thought that he was like interested in scary movies so i was yeah. just like oh boy i was like you like scary movies nigga i was like oh so he was already twisted yeah but like the the little conversation there i thought was like realistic in a generic way but not generic if that it's a weird thing because they're obviously like making up a film and then trying to come up with a conversation about a film that doesn't exist but like mm-hmm. i could get that like all three of those guys are cool i thought it 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 was very realistic in the way that it sucked that his friends kind of like bailed but oh yeah well they were gonna get washed they were gonna get washed but like two of them like ran out the door but then they didn't leave and i was like wait is he gonna like blame them too like these these bullies that keep showing up in like all these like school anime things like who are these kids like who the fuck are these people <laughs> I would have loved to have been around niggas like this in high school because I would have been clearing clearing heads for for years if there were people this I just, dumb. I don't know. I, maybe it just depends. I mean, I've been a very loud nerd 
<laughs> forever. <laughs> and I never got bullied. Exactly. Or maybe I just or maybe people tried to bully me and I just laughed in their face and was just like, nigga, I don't no matter what you say, I'm playing Pokemon. Fuck out of here. Get like I'm not the hardest nigga on earth, but if you step on my DVD, I'm gonna break your ankle, you piece of shit. Fuck yeah, out of yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, you 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 really can't bully me. I'm not, yeah, it's not Listen, you gonna have to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that's Yo, what I learned from is, all my cousins. Like, you go listen, man. I don't care what happens. Uh, I'm you. I'm gonna have maybe to die. that's what it is because, like, I grew up wrestling. Like, I five year old wrestling teenagers getting washed. That's regularly. what I'm saying. But so I was like, I'm not afraid. Like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you just got to get into enough fights as a kid to like just not give a fuck anymore. Like, I've been, I've been, maybe I've been fucking knocked out. Like, well, that was that was I, I did a full contact TKD for years, and so like. I've had shit happen like that hurts, but I'm not like afraid of pain, and I'm especially not gonna let anyone get the last laugh on me. <laughs> not today. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, we stopped that nigga. I was like, "How come your arm is twisted behind your back?" Don't talk about that. Like, <laughs> but anyway, like that that movie club scene is very. It's like typical for you know these types of like bullied kid stories, but I think it's interesting that like one he's already had one group of his own bullies washed out. Like, for real, for real, like, gone. Um, yeah. So that's cool. I really, really, really liked the philosophical conversation that Maito has um, with Junpei and then continues on later with Nanami uh, because they present a very interesting idea about the, you know, the, the soul and the body. Oh, and the is- body? That shit was so interesting. And also, I was just like, uh, it kind of like reminded me of what Sakuna was saying, where he was like, you guys really don't understand this shit. Yeah, exactly. Like, y'all don't really understand this shit. Like, it's not just simple. Like, the jujutsu shit, he's like, it's not as simple as you guys are making. And he didn't say it in that way but that's kind of what i took from it where he was basically just like yeah y'all think y'all got a, a handle on the shit that's going on but y'all don't even really even know it yeah so this is like um i appreciate when authors spend some time to dig into like well-known but of course un currently unsubstantiated or discussed or theorized like philosophical concepts so mm-hmm. one of the things that like mahito and to some degree yuji even though he doesn't interact with it quite as sophisticated as Maito does they talk well, the ideas are talking about this idea of like dualism or mind-body dualism um if or in uh, uh philosophy or people who are like philosophy majors they deal with like materialism and like the idea the 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 principal question that is asked in those types of uh debates and, and theory crafting is does the does the mind and the body exist together as one? Are they or are they separate? And if they're separate, does the mind or the soul actually exist outside of the body? Um, and mm-hmm. this is this is very critical, you know, both in terms of like theology and also philosophy, because in, yeah. in from a philosophical context, like when you when you start dealing with immaterialism versus materialism, it very quickly veers into like discussions of morality. So, for example, like. This these are these are the folks who would tell you if you were a uh, if you were not a materialist that in fact there is such a thing as objective morality um, because th- they that would imply that there's some way you can access what is right and what is wrong that is external to the rest of the universe. I.e., like it's not relative to you; it's relative to some like oracle 
out there. It could be a god. It could be some kind of supernatural or divine presence that could tell you definitively, this thing is moral, this is immoral. And if you don't believe in that, then you get into like the realm of moral relativism and, and a lot of interesting things come out of all that. But the bottom line is that it's a, it is a deeply interesting and complicated set of ideas. And this show actually tackles them head on with Mahito claiming that in fact it's the the soul exists separate from the body the body conforms to the dimensions of the soul and then his ability is soul manipulation which allows him to do all the fucking crazy body horror bullshit man that he gets up to. <laughs> when he said yeah you know i try to keep a couple humans on me listen nigga i stay strapped at all times I legit they can catch like, me nigga, lacking with no humans. I was like, what, what kind of phrase is that shit, nigga? What? Like, you niggas are twisted. Oh, my God. Literally twisted. And then he was like, but you know, they have problems staying alive. That's why I be trying to get sorcerers. So I'm just like, oh, my God. I like, like the these- fact that, like, his ability allows him to bypass a lot of, like, the usual defenses that a jujutsu sorcerer would have like when he hits nanami and he's like yo you're lucky basically that you're like so subconscious yeah you're subconsciously defending your soul but listen nigga if i put hands on you two more times it's a wrap for you well honestly i thought i thought that it was gonna be fucked because he did um he touched his foot during the first like fight scene that they had so i already was like nigga i think he's telling you two to three but i think it's only one you might be fucked like yeah, I was like, because I noticed that shit, because just the way that he had that shit on his hands and the way that he, like, touched the teenagers to conform them, I was like, you should not be letting him touch you at all, nigga. So when he touched that foot, even before that conversation, I was like, I think something's about to happen to that nigga, like, out of nowhere. I, and then, I think I think it, it still probably is, like, the one good hit he got was that blow to the stomach, because that's yeah. the one that... that Nanami definitely reacted to, um, and he had been dating pretty well. Also, it's pretty clear that if the transfigured humans touch you, it's not the same. Like, it has to be Mahito, probably his hands, if not some other part. I'm pretty sure it's his hands. Yeah, because his hands have, like, the jujutsu around them. Right. Like, when he does his shit. Yeah. So, I mean, hey. I mean, it, it could be... Who knows? I honestly, though, they did... The timing was perfect on Nanami's power up. Where like it hit the thing at the and it was at the very end of the episode and I was like okay well nigga like what is getting off work have to do with your jit up and okay well it makes sense too because all of his abilities are like derived from being a salary man so like when you said overtime you're like oh yeah that's right that would be something that would relate to the same idea so that was great I'm interested to see this new um not not me um this Junpei and Yuji um relationship foundation or start i'm just i don't know i just he's in the opening so i have a feeling he's probably gonna stick around i don't know how long he's gonna stick around for but because he's wearing the uniform but at the same time i'm kind of just like i'm getting oh what is what is something similar that's happened where it's like in another anime where like it was, they weren't like the primary antagonist, but they still did some bad shit. So they had to like disappear for a little while to like make up for that. And then they came back and joined the main cat. That happened so many times. I don't know why I can't remember anything right now. Well, one of the things I think to pay attention to is that the, op- now that I, I, I've thought about it more and watched more, I feel like the opening is a dream sequence. 
And Whoa. so I don't know if it's necessarily the case that every person in that opening or everything that's depicted in that opening is like, because it's changing. They've changed it like every couple yeah. of Oh, episodes. well, someone on the internet said that it's a, um, it's a copy of a painting. Oh, I didn't know that. It's a, it's, yeah, it's a copy of a famous painting. Oh. Um, like they're all in the exact same positions and everything. That that final scene where they're like in the park. Ah, I'm gonna have to find that for next week, and then we can tell you guys exactly what it is. But well, yeah, they found it and they put the pictures. I think someone on Twitter found that shit, and I was like, oh damn! I was like, whoa, this is. I was like, well, good on them for like you know being different. Well, not different, but you know at least trying that shit and basically being like, let's do this shit for the opening. Ha 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 ha. Right. Well, I mean, I will say that like the introduction of Yuji and Jinpei's relationship is pretty telling because like it starts out with Jinpei being at the end of his rope and literally about to murder somebody and then like Yuji shows up and like instantly calms that shit down. It isn't just a case that like, oh, well, uh, uh Jinpei was seething, he's still going to murder that dude. I, my interpretation, and remember, as as a reader, also I know a little bit more about the story, but even the way it's been presented on TV so far is that it's, if Mahito and his day-to-day experiences of being mistreated and bullied represent, like, one set of, like, uh, inputs into Junpei's life as to what direction it can go, then Itadori is, like, another different set of inputs on the other side, because up until now... Basically, what what has Mahito learned? Oh, sorry. Um, what has Jinpei learned? He's learned that he that weak and powerless people get picked on, and that the strong can kind of do whatever the fuck they want to them, and that's yep. unfair. He's learned, or he's at least been told that uh, if he changes his point of view about thinking about the world, then in fact, if he has the ability to kill, then he should be able to kill at will. Because what difference does it make? Right? It's not. There is no moral um, objection to killing people that's that's mahito's point of view and yeah. he, and and he has up until that moment of yuji showing up he really hasn't had any other influence other than what society is telling him which he is now in the process of rejecting because of all the bad shit that's gone down and then also this crazy psychopathic curse that's like getting in his head like he needs some other uh not just like point of view but also way of diffusing the feelings of negativity that he has. And we've already learned a lot about how cursed energy um, relies on the negative feelings from people. And that if he is a user, because I think what's he, did they show here, here he was able to see the little um, uh, fly curse. Yeah. Yeah. So he yeah. was able to see it. So we're in like this, the second scenario already that um, the dude from Jujutsu high pointed out is to like, okay, well if he can see the curse, and he, but he hasn't reacted to it yet. So as far as Yuji knows, he's not a cursed energy user. He's, he's not just, a user. Yeah, he's not sensitive. And we haven't seen him use any abilities yet either. Even so though the, he did that hand motion, I was like, so that nigga was about to nigga? fucking do some shit. But the point, the point of all this is that like Junpei is being sort of pulled in the middle of two different ways of thinking about the world, and it was important that Yuji show up and then start to show other ways that you can. Because he even said it too, right? Like he was saying that like um, he intuited that Junpei didn't like that teacher and then yeah. gave him like, he's like, look, it would be kind of shitty if somebody you didn't like was just like hanging outside your house. Like you get, had to get rid of that guy. But it wasn't framed in the sense of I'm stopping you from murdering somebody. And I think like Junpei is like a lot of people, um, not just who are bullied, but those who they you never really learn 
another way of dealing with your pain and problems in the world that are caused by shit that's bigger than you. And you can internalize a lot of really negative um, solutions to those problems, whether they're like yeah. personally negative or they, you know, manifest in you doing some horrible ass shit. So I, I, that relationship with Mahito kind of as the arch antagonist, not just as a killer, but someone fighting over literally the soul of, of a fairly innocent but mistreated young person, I think is a really cool storytelling device that like when they finally do have a direct clash of Yuji and Mahito, it'll be over again. Once again, ideology, right? Yeah. Not just you're a bad guy and I'm a good guy. We have two totally different ways of in, of seeing the world and moral building a moral framework for how to operate. So I I have that this show does a fantastic job of setting up those conflicts in ways that make sense. Mm. So I I enjoyed. It. Also great combat animation. We got to see Nanami go partially ham. He didn't go full, he didn't go off fully. Yeah. Um, I mean the the scene where he was running from that like huge one, I was like, "Whoa, nigga, it might be over." <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. I think it's really. I like the the scene where he wipes a tear off of that from the eye of that disgusting oh, abomination. I thought, I thought he was gonna wipe the tear and then immediately. That's what I was thinking up. too. I was like, "Yo, <laughs> honestly, like, especially when they go through the effort of doing the of the flashback." Of uh, is it Irio or whatever? She's like, yeah. Where she's like, you could kill them. You're putting them out of their misery. I'm like, please God, do it, do it right now. (laughs) I'm, I'm completely done. I was positive that he basically was gonna be like, I was like, nigga, why you wiping the tear? You about to fucking, and he did it. He did not. Okay, well, whatever. And Mahito can transform his limbs. Yep. Great. Great. Uh, it's also cool that he uh, is learning in the process. Mahito is learning in the process of that fight. Like he doesn't know all of his own abilities, and as he fights, yeah, Nami, and he even said shit. he basically was like, you know, I don't really have this shit figured out. So some of them are actually kind of still alive because you know I didn't figure that out yet. But you know it's whatever. <laughs> like you know they're doing what I want them to do, and I'm just like, nigga, what? No. Yep. yep. Like, you really don't, I mean, not that I expect him to care, but then every time that I see him and, like, think about the shit, I'm kind of just like, bruh, if you're, like, a curse of, like, just, like, human negativity or, like, suffrage, I was like, then there must be other curses about, like, other human, like, vices, like, greed, lust, like, all that kind of shit. I'm just like, you are not the only one. Like right. I'm, I'm positive you're not. And then, like thinking about that, I'm just like, what about the collective, like human shit? Like, it's like bad. they're hap- Like, yeah, I'm thinking. I'm just like, man, what about like not just like the the shit how it manifests in this country? I'm talking about like curses that are manifested from like all the niggas' emotions. Like, woo! It's real, and I think it goes back to what um, uh, Gojo was talking about. I think in episode nine. Where where he's he's explaining that like look you guys in the jujutsu sorcery leadership at least in this country think you've got it all figured out like the way to keep the world in one piece is to try to put a lid on essentially on progress um, like if you could just hold it back long enough which is frankly like in in our real world what like conservative ideologies say about society is that like you wanna you wanna slow down change because you know change is scary it could lead to some really bad things so 
why why embrace it why not slow it all down to a crawl yeah or, or reverse it back to the way that it used to be because at least we understood that like we felt like we had a handle on that why are we going crazy with all this new shit but gojo's point was like everything you're doing to slow down the the future is not it's hurting it's not is it not is it not working it's hurting and it's making things and things are accelerating with or without you so you need to figure out like a new plan i've got a plan and y'all niggas get in the way of my shit but like (laughs) it doesn't frankly it doesn't matter what you think because curses are getting stronger and also cursed users are getting stronger and you could be in a nightmare scenario very soon where you just are completely outgunned outmanned and with no plan so what you gonna do and i think that that mahito is a perfect example of some shit that they're just not ready for because this dude's like my power bypasses like all the jujutsu sorcery shit plus you know i draw all of my energy from like the mass of human suffering and anger and despair which means that i'm gonna be here forever nigga what you gonna do <laughs> i mean he's right he is right next episode also looks really good uh <laughs> really really good get your death flags out baby hold them oh no <laughs> Listen, I was actually one of the guys on my YouTube. He basically was just like, "I really like Nanami," blah 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 blah. And I was like, "Nigga, I already thought he's about to die. Good luck." <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know what you were watching, but I see death flags. Well, look, you can, you always. can always. The answer is always there for you if you want to know what happens. If you don't, <sighs> if you want to be surprised, keep watching. Don't cry about shit. Like, the show is good. Have some. Have the some. The show is. Have some I mean, faith have that regardless of what goes down with any character, you will still be entertained. You will still be excited. It doesn't, you know. We haven't had a death yet. We really haven't had one. Not, not a, not of like any named person on the cast. I mean, other than Yuji's grandfather, I guess. Yeah, that's about it. Okay, yeah. So it's yeah, it's about time for niggas to start dropping. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's about time. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> remember, we got 26 episodes this season. There's a lot of time for all sorts of things to happen to all We sorts haven't of even people. gotten to the school turn. I don't think that tournament is going to stay a tournament. I think some bullshit going to happen. We have That's lots of I time think. to get to all kinds of cool stuff. Do not fret. I think that, like, at least one thing I've noticed in the reaction to Jujutsu Kaisen is that people have, like, come around to the idea that it's not going to suck. And so now they could, the anxiety level of just the show being uh, turning bad is gone away because that kind of always really. Well, I mean, I, like, mean, I was I had faith like very quickly where I was just like, I mean, if they go down from this, I mean, it's honestly still going to be good. Compared yeah, to but I, but I mean, for those who are so totally new to it and also its position because its position now is like as one of the potential like pillars of shonen. For the next yeah, it's few in the years it's in least. the top five for a lot of shit. Right, I mean, like, we're we're talking about competing with you know my hero and Demon Slayer, Demon Slayer, and, yeah, and uh, right. So like you're you dealing with like uh, One Piece is still there, like the upper echelon of stuff, and it's still being it's now comfortably talked about in the same sort of space as that. So I think the level of anxiety of it just being a new thing that sucks uh, is gone, and it's been replaced with. Uh, Either people who are anime only freaking out every five seconds about like plot related <laughs> thing, or people who are like manga readers just like desperately thirsty for stuff they know is coming to get animated, which is exactly the right place that you want to be with a show. And it also, and I haven't really seen any backlash to any characters. People just want more Toto. That's really been the 
consensus is that they really like Nanami and everyone is sure he's dead and that they want more Toto. <laughs> more who? Uh, Toto. The the Toto. the dude who beat the shit out of Megami last a uh, couple episodes ago. Oh, okay. I don't already forgot about that nigga's name. I haven't forgotten him though. <laughs> so, but I I I I think this is going to be pretty good. Um, yeah. So I enjoyed the episode and it is chugging along. It's like my it's the first thing I watch every week. I usually don't watch things until Friday because I know like everything mm. is built up. So I will typically like. Just like wait till Friday. The first thing I watch is Jujutsu Kaisen, and then I watch everything else. Oh, okay. Because I just don't know what day anything comes out except for that. <laughs> so, like, I know that if like it's Friday, everything is that I need to watch is out, so I don't have to worry about it. Oh well, you're gonna have a interesting Friday this week because tomorrow is Attack on Titan Day. Well, uh... by the time you guys hear this shit, it will. <clears throat> have already passed so here's the problem that i'm gonna have is not even attack on titan it's gonna be when cyberpunk comes out and i don't know if i have energy to watch anything except play that game i don't know man i'm not i'm not sold on cyberpunk yet right. i'm not gonna lie right. I, i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a day or two i'm actually just gonna watch um some twitch streams and then based off of those i'll basically be like yay or nay listen i've already sold my soul to that game so are you serious? Have you seen gameplay gameplay? Yeah, like, I've not seen, just the preview I've, stuff? I saw enough gameplay to stop watching gameplay because I need to play that game. Really? Like, I saw enough and I was like, well, I know what I'll be doing, so I need not see anymore. <laughs> when is it? Is it Tuesday? Well, wait, wait, it's the 10th. Or is it... Wait, so... Oh, maybe it's Thursday. Thursday, Thursday. Oh, it's Thursday. Ew. Well, maybe it's about it's to be a wrap for my life. The shops are going to have it early. Hmm. Nah, I don't really give a fuck about it that much. <laughs> yeah, that's that's been I'll, my that's been my game I've been waiting for all year. Well, I listen. I've been joking around. I've basically just been like, um, "Are y'all sure it's coming on the 10th? You sure? Like, I'm trying you to sure? get. I'm trying to get the collector's edition. Oh know. wait, didn't that go up for it's sale? Two, I, yeah, it's two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, I saw that. Like I'm, I'm, I'm about pot committed. So when when was the last time I bought? I think I bought. Oh, I bought the Final Fantasy 15 Collector's Edition. That was that much. I need it. It's. Well, I, I'm right. I mean, I we'll see if it's good. I'm gonna get it. Like no doubt, because it's definitely my style of game. Especially if the story is as good as everyone is saying. Especially with like the side missions. I we'll we'll see. We'll see. Look, I'm I'm just saying I'm I'm pot committed to that particular game, so that, it's going to get in the way of uh, some amount of anime watching. But do not worry, I will set aside yeah. the hour and a half that it normally takes to get through the things I watch week to week. So, so this week it's less of a rant and more just an observation of some of the uh, behavior that I've seen both online and in some cases offline around um, high-profile figures, both in um, the anime community and also the gaming community. Uh, as we know, we live in a time where there are changing social values. Um, and of course, we get news every week um, of all sorts of events that challenge us in different ways. Mm -hmm. This this week, uh, you know, we all got the announcement on Elliot Page. Um, and of course, most people were happy oh, and excited. Oh, no. Most people oh, were, no. Most people were happy and excited and supportive 
or we're indifferent, which all of these things are perfectly reasonable reactions to yeah. that sort of news. It's not it's not your life, or maybe it is, maybe it's part of your community, maybe it's not. Um, that's fine. What I noticed and something that I will always speak on when I run across it is not necessarily that everyone has to have the same values, everyone has to agree about everything. It's about a certain kind of gaslighting for a certain type of person or personality that I think is just fucking gross. So without going into names or, or particular situations, I watched on three different occasions, very high profile, female uh, uh, folks involved in both anime and gaming on Twitter and other social media platforms, Twitch and so on, uh, get berated and lectured mostly by men, uh, not necessarily to agree with whatever ridiculous opinions that they had, but that they needed to be agreeable about the way in which they expressed uh, their opposition and or disgust uh, towards the, um, to, in my mind, highly toxic viewpoints. But from their point of view, I guess, uh, principled reactions to some of these types of events, especially the Elliot Page situation. What? So basically, people were pissed that they weren't tolerant to their hate? It's it, It's a little... If it were only that, I probably wouldn't bother mentioning it because that's a very like normal sort of part of the discourse that i don't like but it's not abnormal in this case it was um individual for example like a content creator might create or might produce like a a segment for their youtube video or a series of tweets that are expressing their support uh, or lack of support for something and then they would get engaged by this swarm of dudes whose main opposition wasn't necessarily that they wanted that creator who was almost always a woman to agree or to step back from their position in support of, like, in this case, like, trans rights, and in other cases about, like, the positive uh, 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 treatment of women inside of, like, the community. It was more that they, they were gaslighting them on their mode of argumentation. So, if, for example, if someone came out on Twitter with a statement that says, fuck all dudes who think that it's um, uh, okay to uh, shame a woman for... Uh, presenting herself the way she wants to present herself on as a part of her content then the argument won't be you shouldn't tell you shouldn't be you know against this the argument is why do you have to be so mean in the way that you come out with your you know why do you have to be so antagonistic right all i want to do is have a conversation you're being mean as if they're the ones who who are crazy for reacting or presenting themselves aggressively about something that means a lot to them. Like, basically, you're you're trying to high road, uh, and it's always dudes, and it's always talking to women. You're trying to, like, high road them into, like, some kind of weird respectability argument. Like, I don't, it's not that I disagree with what you're saying. I just disagree with it's the way you're, you're saying It's how you're saying it. Yeah. Oh, fuck them. I just, uh-uh. don't, I just don't have the energy for this. Now, admittedly, Mm-mm. this did happen to a friend of mine who's also a content creator but it's not this rant is not specifically motivated by that particular argument it's just that like when when you start to know the patterns of gaslighting like there was literally a comment um which i i i I would pull up and read verbatim i could probably do it without you know totally uh like outing the the person or people involved but the the upshot of the comment um was that if this person would only engage with them in a less aggressive way, then they could actually form a productive relationship 
in order to have future conversations. There's so much that's like loaded into that framing of a criticism that like it is like it's why would they even to want me. to have exactly what makes you think they want to exactly oh my god the idea that the thing that these people should be preserving with rel i mean yes the, you know maybe they're relative strangers in this case it was someone who's also a content creator in the same space but the idea that like oh well you should be engaging in this very very specific way because otherwise you lose out on the opportunity to have a relationship with me in some way like fuck out of here with that absolutely not absolutely not so but this and, is the only way that some of those people can like maintain relevance or right just like right ugh. but you would never say this to a dude no <laughs> of course <laughs> so that's of really where not. that's really where i'm coming down is that regardless of the fact this is a silly and absurd argument to begin with it's also one that you're you would never say to a man or another man if you are a man in that in that case it's a silencing tactic 100 percent, 100 percent. so it's just something that i saw once again rear its head it's happening all day every day everywhere it's not like yeah. specific but but like what a disgusting disgusting situation and I mean, one of the good things about it, though, is that if it's on the internet, then there are receipts for it. So basically, you can basically be like, oh, well, look at you gaslighting people. And for what? Like, that bitch doesn't even know that you exist. Why are you telling her to speak nice to you? Fuck right, you. right. So, and. Oh, the, my God. <laughs> like, and I'll tell you, the exact quote was, if you approach the situation with an open mind, then you and I will be able to find common ground, and then a bond will be formed. I have a great deal of respect for you, so I hope that you'll make the right decision on this matter if you decide to do anything at all so that we can continue to have a great relationship. Like, what? Uh, what? Also, I said bitch earlier. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean to say that in a way. But also, what? Um, no, no. Who are you? This is the this is this is an immediate block. Yes. Like this is this this is like immediate like people like this you should not give your time and energy to because all they want to do is cause chaos. That's all <laughs> they want. They don't want an actual dialogue. They want you to engage with them so that they can further go, look at this. Look how look how you're treating me. Of course no one would ever want to. It's like well, actually, if you had just ignored them, motherfucker, they would have just been talking to themselves in circles. Yeah. So it's insane. So, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I can get it, like, seeing it back to back and being like, what the fuck is y'all problem, man? Yeah. But when you are when you grow up and you're taught that the world is supposed to revolve around you, I mean, how how else do you respond? Right. So, again, this is not, like, specifically in the now it's just a thing that happens repeatedly. Let's keep our communities clean of and, and empty of people like this. If you know people in your life who want to engage, whether it's a, a family member or a friend or just a person on the street, a coworker, this is the type of shit that needs to get shut down immediately. Immediately. And if you think you can do it to either of us, good luck, because I'll block you. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I'll block, I, don't, I, I will block you so fast. I'm not engaging in that shit. Yeah, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me the reasons why I'm wrong. Tell me that you hate me. It's fine. All those but things are valid. But that's the thing, though. Most of the time, they don't have a reasoning. That's true. But I'm saying I'm okay with all of that. I'm even, like, it's not about whether people like each other or not. I'm not trying to create a world where everyone glad hands each other. 
it's fine to disagree or even have intense feelings of 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 loathing or whatever. But the idea that like somebody would want to keep a relationship with you, like why? <laughs> why? <laughs> no. Okay. So that's all I got to say about that. Uh be better, make good spaces, support people, and if you disagree with people, you know what? It's also fine. But just don't don't engage with this nonsense. Please and stop. your opinion can be wrong. Correct. Remember that. Yes, it's true to it you, can... but it may not be true to anybody else. Exactly. So, you know, it's just my opinion, okay? And it's <laughs> it's uninformed. So, anyways, so that's it for this week. Yeah, that is all for this week, y'all. <laughs> this was a long episode. We really like went in, especially what was it? May Akudama. I think the Log Horizon talk. Log Horizon like, Akudama. The Log Horizon talk. <laughs> yeah, the Log Horizon Akudama just like really swooped it up. But um so we will we will be getting more into the side character content. But you know, just look forward to that in another episode because we might spin and do something else. Like, I mean, who knows? There's plenty of content, though. Yeah, and we're also thinking and trying to come up with interesting things for the YouTube channel. Um, so look forward for all the things that are happening there. Right now, we're still running through the um, ghost stories. Ghost watch stories. Through, but there may be some other unique YouTube-only stuff that we do just to try to you know play around and understand like what, what do people want to see um, and what's interesting. And also just what's on our minds. Yes. And Patreon. Ooh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, if there's something that you guys would like to see us react to, or if there's some content that you guys would like to see us do, let us know, because, you know, we about to be quarantined again anyways, so... <laughs> True facts. There is plenty of time to edit it. But yeah, that's it for this week. I'm done. All right, well, you can hit me up on my Twitter, at Neural Handshake. No need to be kind, just be clear. That's all. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, I mean, you can hit me up on my Twitter at J-B-O-N-N-T-E-R, but if you get crazy, I'm going to block you. So, you know, it's, it's what it is. Listen, just and... everybody, it's, it's cold, it's winter. Stay nappy and happy. You know, we're trying to survive, but peace out. You know, <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>